I'll have to kill you if you're in the way. My hero! The Hero Work Recommendation Project. You'll be stationed here, on Nabu Island in southern Japan. While you're there, you'll be completely on your own. No teachers to help you or pros to back you up. This isn't an internship or a work study. We're talking about the real thing. And I'm sure we can continue to count on you. I'm on the way! What kind of hero would you want to be? I'd want to be a super strong one who could beat up villains. Oh, come on. There are any villains on this island. Playtime is over. I finally found it. Our dream will become a reality. The new world that we fought to build, I can almost see it. <clears throat> The strong will lord over the weak in my utopia. Power will be the only factor that matters. One for all. One hundred percent! If I can't protect those two, then I can't call myself a hero! This is a race against time. We're the only heroes on this island. We're the only ones who can save the people here. We're gonna kick the crap out of these losers. We won't stop now. I'll blast this villain with everything I've got! Detroit! Welcome, everybody. We are back. We are here. We have a special, a lookout special, lookout special on the network. Um, I am Mills, of course. If you hear this familiar voice on the lookout network, I'm here alongside my cohort, my brother, my my manga compadre in <laughs> arms, um, Jamal, host of the Big Eyes podcast, also on the Lookout Network. Um, sir, how are you doing today? How are you doing? I am good. Um, just chilling right now. Uh, happy to be here. I'm I'm happy for this special episode. Uh, this is gonna be fun. I think this is gonna be fun because. Uh, it was it was a big thing. I think it was something that a lot of people were looking forward to, especially me and you. We talked about it, and I don't know. I'm excited to talk about. It. I'm excited to put my thoughts out into the world about what's uh what what happened. My my thoughts on on the movie in general. Just to give a heads up to everybody, once again, Jamal hosts the Big Eyes podcast, and I'm seeing now that all of my mangas have reloaded up. It is it is a <laughs> manga day. Yeah, After, we, we, we really are. After like a weird schedule of like, hey, we're coming out on Friday and then not again for like nine days or something along those like, but we're back today. Is there, I mean, what are you generally interested in? Is, is there anything that maybe a preview of what you could be talking about this week? Like, possibly. Um, oh, some a preview of some things. Uh, I've been reading. What are you? What is? What's floating in your head? Is like, is anything that you want to talk about? Is anything with? I mean, Demon Slayer kind of left off on an interesting point last time. Yeah, um, Demon Slayer left off really. Yeah, it, it le- Demon Slayer left off big um, last week. So this week's chapter is definitely something that I'm very interested in seeing how how things are going to play out, especially how the last chapter ended. Um, I've been catching up on a few things, so you know, uh, um, some new mangas will be introduced. I haven't talked about yet. A uh, big one is Jujutsu Kaisen um, that is soon to be actually adapted as an anime. I, they are releasing this year, so I'm, I'm excited to talk about that in the latest chapter with that. But no, there there's some interesting things happening. Uh, there's been... I've been really interested in like a lot of new stuff that has been dropping, like things that aren't even, like I'd say, fully rolling yet, like maybe 15 chapters in. 
but mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of new stuff that has been really heat that I'm excited to talk about. Listen, if you guys have any, I wouldn't say maybe any recommend, eh, why not? Any recommendations. There's a lot of, you know, stuff that's coming out. You see the Crunchyroll originals that have like, um, they're introducing a whole bunch of new animes like Tower of God and God of High School, um, a whole bunch of other things. So they're introducing that. So listen, it's a, I feel like this thing is continuing to grow. Um, we're only getting bigger and better. And it's only a matter of time until we're talking about a lot of more anime movies like we're going to talk about today. Um, so make sure you guys listen to the Big Eyes podcast. It'll be out on Thursday this week. Yep. Um, talking about a whole bunch of manga. It is your quickest bit. It's a refresher. It's something nice for the drive. It's something nice for the walk home. It's something nice for the walk to the corner store. Um, you know, to cop whatever um but, but like, <laughs> it, it's something cool just in general so make sure you listen to that make sure you also listen to the lookout this week it'll also be out tomorrow special guest J- og johnny five we got him to talk about demon slayer um wow you got j5 to talk about demon slayer right <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm, I'm got him putting to watch this- it and everything <laughs> That is that is great. I'm I'm gonna listen to that episode base boosted because <laughs> the kid, him, oh that's amazing. I can't wait. I can't wait oh. what he has to say about it. Yeah, me neither. So make sure you tune into everything on the lookout this week. But 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 but, but. the My Hero Academia Heroes Rising movie it dropped in North America last week Wednesday. It is out. In select theaters, how hard was it for you to find a theater watching this, um, or was it hard at all? Um, it wasn't hard to find a theater. There was three theaters that was showing it. It was hard though to get because I went with um, I went with a group of people, so it was hard to find even like four seats that are kind of running together. Mm-hmm. Um, so we all kind of we had to like buddy up so it was like two of us sat next to each other and two of them sat like deeper down the row wow but, yeah but the move the theater was packed like the the entire theater was packed out um they had a theater i went to it was two showings and it, it was just full of just my hero fans like even in the lobby like waiting for snacks this is like a, my hero fan everywhere you see people with the anime shirts on so in terms of finding a theater wasn't hard but in terms of finding a show that wasn't completely sold out that was a uh, that was pretty difficult because you know it it was big you know how about you how was like finding a theater finding all these things for you so here's my uh general story in terms of how i got to this point um so originally i was gonna go by myself obviously i love it whatever I was going to go by myself. I was going to go to the theater. There's a theater in Brooklyn by um, Court Street. It is the theater I watched Dragon Ball Super Broly at. And that was the theater where all these 17-year-old kids were losing their mind. Like they were watching animal mixtapes. Um, so I was <laughs> like, you know what? I would enjoy that experience again from the enthusiastic young crowd um, to see what's popping and see what's not popping. Um, and then my homeboy, Ariel. 
it's funny we talk about Ariel. Ariel is the person who has produced the Lookout theme song. So who is Ariel? Oh, wow. You follow him on Twitter. So he hit me up because he loves My Hero Academia. And he loves anime. He loves art in general. He's like a creator. He's an artist. He doesn't just produce. He draws. He does He does legitimately everything and anything that you can talk about. It's, it's not even, I kid you not, realistically, he's one of the most talented human beings that ever walked the face of the earth. That's so, fire. Um, he was like, oh, I want to go see the movie. And I was like, oh, crap, I already bought movies on Wednesday. I was like, you know what? I'm going to cancel that. I'm going to go see with him on Thursday. So we order. Um, it was pretty easy to find the seats. Everyone who's saying it was sold out to me, um, I envy your experience because my experience was completely not sold out. In fact, there was about 12 people in the theater. <laughs> really? We went we went to one on in Times Square, which I usually don't recommend because I do not like Times Square. But Ariel wanted to see this movie. He didn't want to just see the movie regularly. He wanted to see it in 4DX. Um, so it was like, we're going to do this. We're going we're gonna to go all the way. Go so all the way I've, in with it. I've never seen a movie in 4DX. Never in my life. I didn't even, I honestly, I have. I didn't even research like what it was or what anything was or anything. I've never seen a movie in 4DX. So you pull up to the theater and I get to these seats and these seats, I got to like turn the thing down. So the feet stuff would draw down. I was like, what the f- is this? Um, so I sit in the chair and the chair starts moving and I'm like, oh, this is 4DX. Um, <laughs> and not only is there moving, there's smoke, there's mist, there's water, there's lightning, there's everything. And I'm just like, wow. This is overkill, but you know what? I'm with it. It what an experience is an experience nonetheless. Um, so we were only about 12 people in that theater. We went to a weird show. We went to like Thursday, it was like I would say like 5 p.m. Um, Thursday at 5 p.m., there was only like 12 people there. I probably would have appreciated more if I went with a bunch of nerds. Um so I'm kind of glad, I'm kind of mad now that um, we went to that theater, but I saw the movie nonetheless. We had the experience that we did. Um, I got rocked in my seat, especially during the final moments where my chair was just elevated. Oh, your chair was always. probably yeah. hit the switch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they hit everything. Trust me. It was legitimately hey, like uh, a roller coaster. You, you see the the interview with currency and Elliot where currency hits the, the switch on the car <laughs> it's like the hydraulics oh yeah the hydraulics, yeah, the hydraulics bro. yes I, I bet i can see that was you in, in that chair yeah i had to turn off the water because i'm like i don't know where this water's coming from i'm not risking it at all trying to you know get splash because there are times where they go underwater and all this other stuff and you see all the water shooting from the seats of the <laughs> they're shooting from the seats of the movie theater into the air and splashing people and i was like nah i don't know where this water comes from uh i'm gonna pass on that but overall it was a good experience um i'm sure at some time when i watch this again i'll see it very stationary um and, and enjoy it just as well but that was my experience going to see the movie it was a very interesting movie i'm not i'm not even mad at you it's a you know the thing about anime movies is that like there are like anime movies that are their own thing like their own like genre of thing like it's just yeah. happens to be a movie that's an anime um 
that lives in their own world. It's not like an adapted series or anything like that. They're just movies that are anime. Um, and that is fine. Um, movies that are part of a general series, though, it's kind of where a little bit of a problem lies in terms of the plot for a movie and like how it carries out and how you treat the movie in general. Oh, I I agree with you because I feel that when things are connected to a series, especially as a fan of, you know, whatever series it is, you're going in there with the mindset of you kind of already know the storyline in a sense. Like you're, and you're you know going that into nothing the, is going to change. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like nothing is going to change. Nothing crazy is going to like really, really happen. So when you're going into this movie, though, you you know you're going there with this mindset of you're 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 already trying to connect things in the movie with things in the series. And I think sometimes with with these movies, it it becomes an issue of they either diverge so much away from the storyline where you're kind of like okay some of this stuff doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. or they stay so close to the storyline that you're really you're kind of like all right like there's no much wow factor to it in terms of like oh this is becoming a longer episode rather than yeah yeah it seems like just a longer yeah like a longer episode of like i could have no i could have sat at home and watched this one you know um and i think they you know, it's it's hard for them because they have to find that sweet spot of staying connected to what's really going on in the anime, what's going on in the series and where they're at. And even in terms of timeline of where they're placed in this movie, like, is it in the future of where the series is at now? Is it in the past? You know, and in those things. But they also have to, you know, diverge far away enough where it, it seems fresh. It seems new. It seems something that we really haven't seen before. And, and there are a few movies that do it well. I feel that the first My Hero like movie does that really well of it's tied enough to the storyline where you're understanding what's going on. You're understanding the characters. You're understanding context. But it's a further like away where everything seems like, you know, it it hits you different. You know, you, you're, you're really drawn into like, oh, wow. Like, you know, it feels new and that like, you're not watching something that, like you said, that just seems like a longer episode. Like for so, I went in with the pre notion of the first My Hero Academia movie, and well, the first one that we actually like saw, and and I didn't see it in theaters because I got an opportunity to not see it in theaters, and I took up on that even though I originally bought a ticket, and then I was like, oh great, <laughs> I don't have to see the theaters anymore. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, so I watched it not in theaters, and I just remember that movie. I was like, huh, okay, this was cool, but. Like, once again, like, there's a lot of tie-ins to the actual story itself. And when you have a series like My Hero Academia, there's a lot of things that sort of tie into the series. And there's a lot of things that, like, the from quirks to relationships to all these other things, there's a lot of things that affect the general um, path of the series. But overall, nothing changed and nothing was affected. And this villain kind of, like, he mattered nothing in the grander scheme of things when it comes to villains. Now, the thing about this My Hero Academia movie is that they borrow actually quite a lot from the actual show, so much that you're actually kind of questioning where this actually takes place in the grand scheme of the show, because there are a ton of spoilers in this movie for stuff that has happened in the actual show. 
Um, and and from I would like to say this is the 15 minute mark of this actual episode. This is now the spoiler zone. So if you have made yeah. it this far, um, congrats. If you don't want to be spoiled and you haven't seen the movie yet, I would suggest you turn away. But thank you for your listen. There's so much stuff <laughs> in this actual come, movie. Come back. I, I'll say pause it. Come see the movie. Come back. Yeah, oh, yeah. Let's queue it up for a later date. Um, there's a lot of things that happen in this that make you, to me, that I question in terms of where the actually this movie takes place in the My Hero Academia like universe. And also, oh my God, they're really spoiling a lot. I don't even know if my, I don't even know if Ariel caught the fact that they spoiled so much in this movie it, for with what like, in the future. They, they spoiled so much without even... Like, it didn't even seem like they second-guessed, like, hey, do we spoil no. this or not? Just, like, no, we're going to throw it very in casual, there. like, it's very <laughs> casual that, like, Endeavor walks in with a huge scar on his face, and it's like, where's that from? He's not there in the anime. Um, then, like, very, um, the biggest moment for me in terms of spoilers was when Hawk uh, first came in, and they're talking, you know, he's talking to the to the head of, you know, the heroes and the, the secret mission, and they start bringing up the secret mission and all that. I'm like... I'm like, no one here is going to understand that reference unless, you know, you're like I, this movie was made for manga fans. Like, that's yeah. really what I left that movie feeling like. I was like, this movie is made for manga fans because of just how much they introduce and how much they spoil. And all they say, I'm like, if anyone that is watching a series now, they're not going to understand like half of these no. like little references at all. Multiple, multiple references to the fact that Deku has multiple quirks inside of him. And I guess they kind of like established that, but it's very like quickly. And I'm like, wait, there was a whole thing. Like you got to understand they quickly like introduce it in the movie and continue to harp on it. But when you actually read the manga and I'm sure when it's eventually adapted into a show, all right, it's, it's a lot of, I think it's going to be my hero academia season five. That's that's more introduced. Um, but there's a lot in terms of like him discovering and all might also discovering that he has multiple quirks in him. And that becomes a point of thing why nine can't steal his quirk, even though he would like, yeah. Um, but it, it's just so much. And then, you know, they, they introduced what else just a lot of different things there's this article i believe it's on what do i have this on uh, uh the, the game spot one yeah where they pretty much say like hey here are all the easter eggs that you can find in this movie including endeavor scar the identity of the past all for one users nine's quirks the actual reason nine can't steal his quirk the air force gloves literally we're currently in the arc if you watch the anime now where yeah. literally the episode that was yesterday where um mei hatsume was developing midoriya's gloves and he still can't get this whole like shooting out of his fingers yeah thing now. like he you know <laughs> even in the movie he's just you it with ease and I'm like everyone's like this is a whole new power this is a whole new move that like he has the no, people like react said, to that? The- i wish i was in the theater that, that people would have reacted to this <laughs> I- I remember uh, my cousin just looked at me. He was like, what? <laughs> I just looked at him back. I was just like, I would explain more. But I'm like, you're the type of person who doesn't like spoilers at all. I'm like, I'm going to. I say, like, the people around me were, I feel they were kind of taken aback. Like, even when I was walking out of the theater, you know, you hear people talking about it. And people are just like, whoa, what was this? And what was that? And I'm just like, it got to a point I felt that there's sometimes when things are introduced and they seem really, really cool. But there's sometimes when things are introduced and they just end up being more confusing than cool. 
And yeah. I think some of these things were were like that of like this is more confusing. I really don't kind of understand it. But I mean, it looked cool, but I, I truly don't understand like where this came from and what what is going on. Maybe they're trying to sell more manga <laughs> copies, more I, volumes I, of the manga. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised um, because but, if, if I was watching that movie, to me, if I was watching that movie and I didn't know anything was going on, I mean, you don't have to take anything from it. You you can just be like, it, it, just take it for what it is. It's like, oh, he has multiple works. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and they do a little explanation in the middle of the movie, but you don't really have to buy it. But to me, if I'm like invested in this series and I don't know what the hell is going on, I mean, Hawks, Hawk is a big. He was a big addition to this movie because he is from here on out, um, especially after the current arc that we're in, um, he's incredibly important to the series. Um, yeah. So him definitely. being in this movie, I liked it because it gave him it gave like fans a little bit of a preview. Maybe it got him familiar with him. You're like, oh, that's the dude from the movie. Oh, um, maybe you can introduce them, but a lot of the things introduced in that movie did not have the same effect, in my opinion. But you know. And I think I think that kind of happened more bit because Hawks is a cool character. When they introduced mm-hmm. him, you know, people are kind of like their their eyes are kind of drawn to him. Of like, oh, okay, like here's this new hero we really haven't seen before in the series. Um, you know, they're giving him, you know, they were, they were giving him actually a lot more screen time than I thought they would. Yeah. Uh, so like he he was pretty prominent throughout the movie. Um. Maybe they're but trying like, to adapt it from a lot of superhero movies that are out there in, in terms of just, like, combining those worlds, adding a little bit of, a, you know, adding some stuff here. Because there's even with the villains, for instance, the villain Nine, he's introduced in the series, and he has apparently some relationship with Tomo Shigaraki and Dr. Um, I forgot his name because his name changed. But he has some sort of relationship <laughs> with them as well. But, like, he's never, you know thinged into the show. I actually looked it up. I looked it up on the Wikia, and he was apparently referenced in a flashback in a chapter of the manga. And I was like, since when? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what I, yeah I, you know, once again, it kind of just goes back to, you know, them, I feel just trying to introduce a lot and, you know, I, I think that was really hard on the movie because there were some things like in a sense of how even nine got the powers that he got um that is something that i feel you need you need some backstory on in terms of like how how even got his powers like all those experiments that they're doing you you need context to that you can't just like throw something like that in there and then kind of people expect people to be like oh well i i I can see how that could connect to the whole series people are gonna be confused um and people are not gonna truly know what's going on I'm still trying. I, I I like what you said though about them trying to kind of make this more of a superhero movie. Um, they really did kind of follow that um outline of, okay, here's these really cool Easter eggs that we could throw in here that you know mm-hmm. that fan, but hardcore fans could you know they're gonna they're gonna geek out at. But it's it's hard because you know with anime, um, you know with comic book here uh, movies. I feel that there's a there's a bigger like since comic book movies aren't such a show, I say like a TV show, they're more movies than anything that mm-hmm. it's easier for people to like read the comics and then see the movie and then connect the movie to the comics with like anime movies. You know, there's 
there's a group of people who just watch the series. There's a group of people who just read the manga and there's a group of people who do both. Um, and it's really hard when you got these three different subgroups really. And you're trying to like, you're trying to please them all, mm-hmm. you know? And I think with this, I think they were, you know, they, they were attempting to please, I think manga readers, a lot more than everything else. And I think since that overtook everything, you know, there, there's just, there was a lot going on that, you know, once again, casual, just fans of this or people who just watched the series, they're just going to be kind of lost in the midst of everything. Like, it'll, yeah. they'll probably still really enjoy it. They will probably still think, Oh man, visually, this is so cool. Like the, all these things are cool. But in terms of just like, you know, now you're having to go back, finish season four and like all these other things, you're kind of just like, okay, where does this fit in or where does this play in with the bigger scheme of things with us watching the show? I'm super interested in Japanese fans because this movie came out in December (laughs) and (laughs) none of the the stuff even was close to happening or even referenced to happening or even uh, it. For those fans who watched that, it was definitely a manga-driven reason to go see this movie. And you literally, I mean, if this comes out in December in America, literally you only know kind of what is all going on if you're reading the manga. And if this came out in December, I think a lot of fans, a lot, of, especially a lot of American fans, would be confused. But I'm hoping that they... I'm thinking that they want more people invested into all parts of this series, and they want people getting invested into the manga. They want people invested into the show. They want people invested into the movies and everything like that, because it literally makes no sense, in my opinion, to be kind of like revealing all this other stuff. Um, Now, with that, I'll say that the movie wasn't bad at all. (laughs) No, I I didn't. You know, I'm not good yet. I think even with the, the problems that they did have, like the movie was still very enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I, did it frame I, I, to I, you I, as a did it frame to you as an actual like movie or kind of like a long episode to me? Because like there's a little bit of me that was just like huh, I feel like I could be watching this on Funimation um, at home and I would kind of retain the same experience. Or but did the feature length of it all kind of like make it feel like more of a movie to you? The literally the first thing I said when we walked outside the theater was. This could have been a straight to TV movie. Like yeah. <laughs> that was the first thing. It was, I was like, this could have been a straight to TV movie, just because it did seem just like a long episode of, you know, this this would have been a, a really fun like, you no, know, my hero special type thing. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I agree with you. Like, I felt that if I if I watched this at home versus watching this at theater, I would have walked away at the end of the movie. I would have felt the same. Yeah, um, I would have literally felt the same. Like it was, it was enjoyable. It was entertaining. It was fun. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, like I was just kind of like, uh, like okay, yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of just how I kind of felt about it. It was just kind of like you know, I didn't, I didn't walked out like blown away. Like oh my no, gosh, like not this, at is, all. this is like the most no. This is there's like, some like, stuff in there. I was like, oh, that's tough. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah. That's fire. But yeah, same to you. And I think when I texted you after I got the movie and you were like, I think we felt the same way about this movie. I think this is generally the way that we both feel about this movie that if if I had to recommend you go see it in theater, I'm like, all right, I'm always recommending people see anime movies in theaters because we need to support more animes in theaters so they aren't just like 
there's so many initially limited showings of the Dragon Ball Super movie, and I was blown away initially by the limited showings of it, and it eventually grew as the movie, as they realized the demand for the movies. But in terms of these, this type of genre of thing, I always try to advocate that people actually go see the movies. Now, if you were asking me like how I felt about the movie, it's completely different. Um, because once again, yeah, I just felt like it was, it was, it was a cool watch. Um, and okay, so I, side note, um, right. while you were talking, I was I was doing some some digging, and I'm looking at the New York Times uh, graphic books and manga's bestsellers for February. Um, it was just updated two days ago, and My Hero Academia Volume One is on the top ten at number eight. And so, I'm I, I wonder if their big experiment of Let's get more people to read this manga is actually mm-hmm. working because volume one is is somehow on ten now. Which means mm-hmm. probably I feel probably some people just went out and was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna start reading the manga, I'm gonna read it from the beginning. Maybe their their big experiment did work. Uh that, mm-hmm. that was just a little side fact. No, I mean you you could be right. I mean, quite honestly, I think just becoming more enveloped in this is what they'd all hope. For to, so we would continue to buy the manga. We would continue to buy the terrible video game. We would continue oh, to buy the, the, video the uh the the shows and the DVDs and the Funimation subscriptions and all this other stuff. And um, that's what I think that they want from us. So you know, maybe that's it. Maybe this is what the movie is in terms of the actual movie itself. Um, the plot to me it, initially, the plot I was like. Um, when they introduced that all the students are on an island by themselves without supervision, I was like, huh. <laughs> yes, that was, it was such a different tone from what it was before in terms of, listen, you guys, we've been attacked. Show. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, we've been attacked, no, no, 50, 11 times. Um, it's like, are we not know, into? Are we not? Um, are we not afraid of any interference by the League of Villains? I was like, they'll be fine. Yeah, they're just like, <laughs> there's no someone, villains on that there's island. There's a thousand people on this island. This island has nothing but petty crimes. They'll be fine. Um, you know, they'll be there answering phones and fixing tractors, and you know, it's gonna be a nice little whatever. How many months they're gonna be there? It'll or, show them no, that all he, he all heroing isn't kicking someone through the chest <laughs> and like <laughs> and giving people multiple people CTE at the same time. Like it's yeah, it's, it's, it's at not some about point, us. It's just <laughs> someone's drowning at the beach. Let's go save him. Oh man, like I think you know it's it's funny though because like you know you really think about the series, all their heroing experience is either been like life or death. Like yeah. they don't they don't have like the soft skills of heroes. They're just kind of like no. you know what. All we know is, you know, one of us or all of us are going to be in a near-death experience and how to think on the fly and how do we fight these people that are, like, 15 times stronger than us. Um, My favorite part was Bakugo. Like, I'm not doing any of this. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. I love – man, listen, you know me. I'm Bakugo Hive to the the end. But I I, I, listen, I like how he just it was like, man, listen, this is it. This isn't my forte. This is not why I became a hero. Send me back yeah, home to where the danger is. <laughs> yeah, this is this is not <laughs> this is not what I'm here for. Um, uh, but no, I just find it funny though, because you know, their their tone is so changed up because even when they were doing the the work studies, 
they're like, listen, you're not gonna you're not gonna be allowed to do a work study unless you're doing a work study under a top hero. Like you're not even allowed to to even think about going to a second rate agency. Um, right. and then now they're just kind of like, you know what? You guys will be fine. We're gonna throw you on this no island. Supervision. No supervision. These are all what high. <laughs> these are all yeah high school students on an island answering phones. They had like the most organized setup. Yeah. Um, they- to me, that was just like the moment of the movie. I was just like, I, I know they wanted to get all the actual heroes out the paint. And that's kind of where they're trying. They kind of like formulating, they're molding the movie um, as an anime movie where let's have things not happen that affect the actual show. Let's not try to kill anybody let's not incorporate any major heroes into this but the fact that they went unsupervised to an entire place to entire island and in in the grand scheme of the actual show where they can't even have their festival without like their festival is completely locked down yeah (laughs) their festival is like invite only like no you know strict attire like their their festival now is like the met gala where it's like you know only the the elite of the elite can come to here right they got hound dog heroes serving on the outside i'm just like this you know what fine let's let's do this i know they wanted to get the actual heroes out of the paint and kind of give um all of the all the shine to the actual kids themselves which i think is good because i think actually you know I think, and, and one of the pluses I'll give about this movie is that everyone gets a moment, even the ones except Invisible Girl. Like she, she's yeah, just I invisible. Don't, I don't know yeah, what her. She's <laughs> help, and like you know, she accepts her role. That's that's one thing I respect about her. That she was like, you know what? I'm not out here trying to fight. I'm here for backup to make sure that you know you guys get support. Uh, right. But no, I, I do agree that you know you. One thing I do enjoy about this movie is that it's all focused on the student. It's all focused on the kids. It's all fo- like, you know, class one A's. Their own problems, them trying to save themselves, them coming up with a plan in order to save themselves. It's not where an adult comes in and is like, all right, well, you know, you need to make sure they're okay. You need to make sure you're going to do that. Kind of like how the, 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 the overhaul arc was, where there's so many different you know, people that come to line, you end up having five five of the actual students that the show is surrounded around. It is, it is My Hero Academia. You only have like five of the students and like the other 15 students are just chilling somewhere in their house, not doing anything. And this show, yeah. in this actual movie itself, they actually like, okay, we're going to take out the rest of the heroes and we're going to give this to kind of all of the kids and have them show out and have them, do- they all got their hero licenses to this point. Um, so they're able to show out and do their thing. Yeah. Um, you know, they just they did a really good job of just I mean, like you said, just letting everyone shine, letting everyone have their have their moment of um you know, their, their big hero moment in a sense. Um, shout out to Ojiro who really had the hardest task of all of them. I mean, I'm jumping a little ahead, but I just he really had the hardest task fighting Chimera. <laughs> um Yeah. He, he and you know I you know I just want to give him you know give him his his little shine because he he definitely it was kind of I feel it was like one of those moments where you're like you know you're comparing yourself to your classmates and you're just like oh man like these these guys a couple of these guys are uh, light years ahead you know especially when you're looking at like Deku and you're looking at um you know Bakugo then 
you see how they handle in their villain fights, and then you see kind of the little guys. There's kind of oh, okay. There's there's definitely still a, a power difference in some. Is there any of these kids that you went in previously like hold on that you're like okay, you're like killing it in this movie. I may come around on you because there, there's obviously the big three like Bakugo, Midoriya, Todoroki, and I was initially scared for Todoroki because he was kind of like. He wasn't part of the major battle. It was kind of like a really just a Deku and Bakugo affair. Um, so he was like kind of like, I won't say with the scrubs, what he kind of was. But um, oh, yeah, he, he was definitely what he was. Um, he was definitely with the second unit. He was not in the yeah. starting lineup. They're like, you're going to be six, man. You know, you're still going to get your shots. You're still going to get your touches. But you're just going to be with, the, you know, the, the second group. Right. Um, but there's is there anyone that you turned around on or maybe you like saw something different in because everyone gets their shine in the show and everyone you get to see everyone's quirks come into play and all these other things. Um anyone. I think really um Ochako, really. I, I, I won't even say I was cold on her. I'm not gonna say that. I will say that I was you know with her character, you know, you know they have the 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 relationship, you no know, tension thing between her and Deku. And I think that for, you know, a lot of the series, they, they play much to that with her character as this kind of character who, you know, she just cares for Deku, you know, and I think this movie really just highlighted her as just her own standalone hero. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she really came through. Um, especially towards especially the end. With all the bullets, yeah, yeah, towards the end, you know, her final battle where you really just see her kind of, use her quirk in a way that right. is um you know that that looks cool and that looks like yeah. oh like she can actually like do stuff in battle she's on um, the front line thing. in battle and it, it's it, yeah she's not like it wasn't like the overhaul arc where she was there but she didn't really get the moment that like you know kirishima got or she didn't get a moment that deku got or anything like that and poor asui and actually uraka didn't get those actual moments um but you kind of get to see them in display. And I think Uraka, Ochako Uraka, her moment, I thought, I was like, damn, she can, she's kind of much more versatile than I previously thought. Um, Because she can provide support. And I think probably her quirk is much more suited towards support in terms of getting things to float away. But then she can also battle and she's also on the front lines. Um, Yeah, definitely. So I I I just think like her... Oh, yeah. What about you? No, who 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 no. you hold on? I liked. Hmm. So there was like a couple like kind of stand up to me. I like Ashido, um, as people I mean the acid girl, who kind of yeah, came yeah, yeah. in and she kind of did her thing. And I'm like, her quirk is not bad. I feel like she. I mean, I think it's just by her nature itself, her kind of like upbeat nature that she isn't really taken seriously, but how athletic she is and her, all her dance moves and her actual quirk of like acid and stuff. Like she has a lot of, she could do some damage if she actually wanted to. And then I'll also say probably like, Hmm. I think, um, Sato, he also had just a, a you no, know, a moment where, you know, he, you know, you kind of see him really on the front lines. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, you know, he, you know, it was, it was just a little bit of everything. Um. Oh, even Ciro. I think Ciro is probably the one that I was like, okay. And especially the last again that final scene. Like Ciro was really going hard. Yeah. Uh You know, you really don't see him use his quirk much. 
Um, but no, you just don't seeing see him, him much at all. To be honest, with yeah, you. you really don't. He's kind of just like even in the series, you you know, he's in the classroom scenes, but other than that, like you really don't see him with anybody else. Uh, but no, Cyril really they they gave him a, a nice little boost at the end of okay, like let's let's let this guy kind of rock out. Uh, you know, especially seeing his quirk. Uh, I was the big thing too is Tokoyami having his having kind of his big moment too in this movie. Mm. Uh, you know, he he gets a like a one on one fight scene, and granted, like they do, you know, in the series they, they show I feel they show him a lot of love. Uh, yeah, but you know his his scene at the end against Slice was. It was dope, and, and to see him kind of, you know, hit that, you know, where he kind of loses control over Dark Shadow for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I, I think that scene was uh, super dope. Um, just how they kind of give him that moment of, all right, here's this guy that, you know, we we obviously know is kind of a fan favorite. You know, he's one. I say he's a he's a fan favorite. Um, let's just give him this moment where he gets this one one battle with um. You know, with this villain, and let's yeah. let's see how he handles this moment. And, and he, you know, they they killed it. You know, for real. Um, let's talk about the villains of this movie. Um, the villains of this movie it includes nine. It includes, I mean, none of them have very uh particularly interesting names. Like to me, none of them are gang orca. But um, yeah, gang. That's such a dope name. Gang, gang Orca is the coolest. Gang, Beth Genius and Gang Orca are two coolest characters that my hero has. Um, yeah, I'm just, a, I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> we have the main, the main villain Nine, who holds nine quirks. I'm wondering if he was named uh, again. I'm wondering if he was named Nine before he had nine quirks. But you know, here we are. Maybe he decided he was gonna be called Nine. Then we have Slice, which was the lady who uh, sliced stuff with her hair. Then we have Mummy, who was kind of like a jobber, uh, who jobbed real oh, yeah. hard to buy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he definitely picked a squash match. Um, yeah, he, and then they had Chimera, who is to me was he's like wolf, alligator, bird, just op, weird. super yeah. op. He was more like, frightening than the actual. He was almost as frightening as the main villain. I was beginning to understand. There was, I was like, a, Wait. there was a moment where I was like, I kind of wished he was the main villain. Just, just yeah. how ridiculously strong they made him. Um, you know, I, I was like, I don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, my thoughts on the villains, like you said, their names aren't the. You know, there, there's no not a lot of uh, pizzazz to their names. Um, to be honest, like just in general of uh, villains, there there's not much depth to them. You know, they you know they have the the typical villain goal of we're gonna create this new great society of you know where people can just be you know where people can just use their quirks and or is the only thing that matters. You know, you don't need to be hero or villain. Um. I, I know. I think they look cool, especially when they're first introduced. They kind of look mm-hmm. like this clan of assassins. Um, and originally, that's what I thought. Like the direction of the movie was going to be when they first introduced them. Of just like, oh, here's this like group of assassins. As you no, know, they're going to go do something crazy. But no, I think visually they're very pleasing. Uh, they, you know, my hero does a good job with their villains. 
even if there's not much depth to them, they just look cool. They just look like they want to just kind of shit. So I was kind of okay, cool. Like, but no, overall they're cool villains. I felt they're aside from the movie, but I think once again this one-dimensional feeling of the villains kind of make this movie feel like okay, this could have been a this is a long episode of this felt like you know this this could have been a TV special of just like the you know because mm-hmm. of the villains there there wasn't much background given to them other than we're some you know like really the most background you get of the villains was Camaro when he's talking about like how society kind of tossed him aside um because right. of just how he looked um the main villain nine himself he has some sort of relationship with the doctor um once again, I forgot his name. I was actually trying to look up his name while you were talking, but I can't find his name right now. Um, but he has some relationship where he assumes he just gets all for one. He's just the doctor gives him all for one and the ability to hold multiple quirks and able to maneuver part of them. And then he kind of becomes like this, like, you know, the store villain, this like, you know, Jack Shop uh, version of all for one um, that they have to kind of like go through. And it's interesting in kind of how they take it on, but he decides that even though he has nine quirks, like his body still can't hold nine quirks. So he needs a cell regeneration quirk. He goes to, he tries to kill um, the little two kids father. I, I don't even remember the name of the kids. It's like, cause it's, I feel for like, some, you know, for, for like characters that seemed very important, they don't seem very important. <laughs> um, yeah, like I did. Like even called, when I looked at like Peter, Bully I was like, I don't even remember it's the little boy's like, name. Um, and it like is. he was like a boring. Like he, he was supposed to be uh, a vital character in all this. Like his name, you know. They, was... um, but no, yeah. Like I, the, the kids seemed, yeah, they seemed that they were they were supposed to be there. There was a reason for them, but they just didn't kind of amp up that reason in a sense. Yeah, so it, the name, the kid in the name, the boy is called Katsuma, and the girl is called Mahoro. And Mahoro, she doesn't really trust heroes, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. The boy wants to secretly be a hero, blah, blah, blah. He has this cell um, kind of regeneration quirk where he's able to heal people's bones. It's great for support. It's great for all these things, and I assume that's what his dad was as well. Um, Nine tries to steal the quirk from his dad, um, realizes his dad has a different blood type. Damn, that's trash. Um, <laughs> so he's like, oh, gotta find the little boy who, you know, coincidentally also has the blood type. Um, it's called cell activation. Um, so he's all the entire movie, he's trying to steal this little boy's quirk. And the heroes themselves are trying to fend them off, and you get these various battles of them trying to go against. And I like the little first, um, the first team up with Bakugo and uh, Midoriya, and it doesn't go very. I mean, it goes fairly well, and then they get like murked because <laughs> he has nine quirks. Um, and you know they have to retreat a bit. They have to come up with a plan, and then they eventually come up with said plan um, to separate you know, the remaining villains and they have a lot of great, you know, great fights. I think that once again, you mentioned a Tokoyami fight with Slice, in my opinion, a great shining moment for him, even though he kind of gets exposed to sunlight, but at the same time, he manages to defeat the villain by himself relatively um, before it gets to that actual point. Um, 
there's a he kind of he does the, he does the super saiyan yell um yeah. you know uh after after his shorty gets uh gets hurt he he's a super super saiyan yell and then he goes you know he goes insane um yeah but no i uh no i do and listen the the fight scenes it's kind of one of those things where it you know in, in anime movie and show and stuff um you know the the action scenes is really is really the big selling point um mm-hmm. with this stuff and i know they they did deliver with that and i i will i'm not going to front like every you no know, no fighting scene was beautifully done um they were so entertaining um yeah, great you know choreography, I, great moments great everything like that i'm i'm referencing that fight with chimera when todoroki ida kirishima asui um, I think there's someone else, maybe, but they're all going against him and they're having a tough time. They kind of, you kind of like, it becomes less of like, we just have to beat him with overwhelming force. Like we have to push ourselves past the level that we think that we can push ourselves. And that's kind of like what being a hero is all about. And it's kind of like what, you know, it's something that's been echoed throughout the series themselves of kind of going beyond your limits plus ultra um, yeah, everybody um, screamed their ass off the moment. <laughs> so everyone has to go past their own limits to be able to succeed. And I give it up to that group because they surprised me the most because that um that that move that Todoroki does, I think I forgot what it's called. Um like uh fl- uh, something zero below zero i think yeah it's like below zero something it's like a fire quirk that his dad taught him but he decided he didn't want to use fire he only wanted to use ice because like fuck his dad but yeah um, i love how they i love how they're still playing with that for the simple absolute zero there we go um yeah. but i just love how they're still playing on that uh even though he is like he's used his fire side before like even mm-hmm. like you know he's done accepted like okay i'll use this side of me um, but I love how in the movie there is like he's still using the resistance of I'm only gonna use ice in this battle. Yeah, I think he uses, use I think he uses not fire around. twice. <laughs> yeah, he only uses it. Um but no, uh no, I do that scene was super dope. I think this the absolute zero just the move or how it looked, it it, it was very like Mortal Kombat-esque of mm-hmm. like him sticking Big his hand fatality. in his mouth. Yeah, like oh, yeah. Bro, like him sticking his hand into like you no know, his mouth and he's all right. I'm gonna freeze you from the inside out. Then, um, you know I, I, that that scene was, yeah, I think that was that was the plus ultra scene of just like all of them just kind of like all right, man, we have to go. You no, know, we have to go harder. We have to go farther. Um, you know, we have to you know get this opening. You know, either was like I'm on my last bit of gas. I need an oil change. Um. You know, he was like, but I, 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 I could push it to the limit. Uh, you know that 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 moment was that that was tight. I, I enjoyed that fight very much. And like I said before, the the action scenes in this movie were great. You know, they even you know the, the not even the final fight scenes, like when they first even get introduced to the villains. Um, and you know, you're getting introduced to the villains' power. Uh, you know the the introductions of you know. Like when you see how the, the difference between uh, power levels was even pretty dope, um, but but yeah, yeah. I, no, no, it was uh, you know 
we were talking about that. I want to kind of get to the the big moment itself, and that's the Bakugo, uh, Bakugo Deku Vegeta Goku. This is all about us. Let's get let's get to him. I'm fighting alongside him. I don't want to fight alongside him. And Deku's <laughs> like, I've known this kid all my life, and all I wanted to do was know that we could fight alongside each other and be the greatest heroes ever. And they're having this major moment. Um, it eventually evolves into a much major moment where they are so much in dire straits that Deku passes the one for all um ability to Bakugo. And what do you, what was your thoughts when that actually happened in my opinion? Because in my okay. mind I was like, fuck this. <laughs> kind of. I was like legitimately I was kind of like, yeah, are we sure? Okay. We want to do this in the movie? Okay. All right. Whatever. Yeah, I was I kind of felt the same. I was like Oh, so we're gonna go here. Like this is the actual direction we're gonna go with this. I yeah, was like, that's huh. exactly what my reaction was. I was like, huh, okay, let's see where this goes. And 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 Bakugo gets his like his Super Saiyan hair, and he gets you know all for one, and you know or rather one for all. Um, and both Deku has it as well, even though it's flaming out, and they're able to beat him. And more so, Bakugo is able to beat him because the fire kind of goes off for Deku. And yeah. It's um, uh, I, I I didn't know. I mean, again, I I was just kind of like, oh, they're going to do this. I'm to me, just one one for all is kind of like very sacred. I wouldn't see the point where he would have to reach. I would rather have Deku gone another level, um, than. Even though it's like he already went one hundred percent, he's like, damn, one hundred percent is enough. You know what, rock. Two people doing one hundred percent, and I'm like, <laughs> I guess um, I would have you know, rather him it, take it, it up felt, to another level. No, yeah, and to be honest, you know, when they did that, it felt that the constant reminder that Deku has multiple quirks inside of him felt very pointless. Like at the mm. end of all of this, like you, you, they've brought up multiple times, like yo, he has multiple quirks inside of him. He has multiple all these things, and then uh, for the final conclusion to be hey i'm just gonna pass this power to bakugo um hold on but uh, side note i love how bakugo was like bro i really bit the bullet and teamed up with this guy and we're still losing like he's really more pissed about that than anything else he's like i I swallowed my pride for you and we still are i thought it was awesome yeah i loved it um but no i you know i would have much rather seen one of those quirks get pulled out, you know, you know, something other than, hey, let's do, let's get yeah. both of these guys this power. Because also, too, you know, Bakugo was never, they they never he alluded never, to the fact that Bakugo was going to be a worthy successor of that power anyways. Yeah, nor does, nor do I think that he would, I mean, I'm not sure if Bakugo willingly knew that he was getting this power, but I feel like he would never actually succumb to the fact that he would have to use this in order to beat him. It's kind of like, I, I, I know we get to that point, and even in Dragon Ball Z, they get to this point where Vegeta's like, gosh, I guess I got to put on this Patara earring to win this battle. But like, it's—I don't even think it's like in his character profile that he would be able to accept that. Nor do I think. I think it was a little bit of an overkill. I know they kind of wanted to sell a movie and create a kind of moment on its own, and this is kind of like the moment for the movie where one for all is passed to Bakugo. Um, actually, all for 
all for one or is it one for all i keep i kind one of forget all. um yeah, they could have really chose better names for those two powers i'm sorry because yeah, they, they... i'm just yeah <laughs> one for all for one i get it mixed up all the time um but it's a it's a you know it was an interesting but even more puzzling was probably the aftermath of all that i didn't like I was like, you know what? Fine, let's <laughs> let's get out of here. Um, yeah, I uh, you know when it happened, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna have to accept this for what it is. And I was in just, my uh, brain. I was like, how are they getting out of this? That's just in my brain. How are they getting out of this? Because you know, with anime movies, they kind of it's a reset. There's uh, they have to by the end of this movie, they have to get back to where everything was at the beginning of this movie because nothing can change for the sake of the actual series itself. Yeah. So it was kind of like a reset. So in my mind, when he does that monumental moment, I'm not even buying the moment as opposed to like, now I'm kind of watching this like, all right, what kind of bullshit they're going to pull now? So Oh this, man, this it was the back. worst. Co- man, listen, I'm sorry. It was the worst cop-out at the end. The worst cop-out of of you know, of all my coming to the aid to the side of these guys, you know, Deku's crying to him, telling them, I lost it. I'm so sorry. I passed it to Bakugo. Bakugo has it. And then, you know, he passes out. And, and then next thing you know, magically, all for um, one for all well, is just yeah. back in his body. And he's like, wow, it chose you. It's never done that before. Like, huh? And then, and then Bakugo wakes up, zero memory of whatever happens. He has amnesia. And I'm just like, you got to be shitting me. Oh, bro. <laughs> that, that was the worst cop out. And, you know, I think to be, that was, that, the ending Doesn't was the least favorite part of the movie. Yeah, of to just me, like, it was. It was. You know, it, it felt like one of those things where they wanted to have this big moment, but they just really didn't have a, a solid conclusion to the end of it. And they were just like, you know what? We could throw some bullshit at them and we'll just see how it works. And it didn't work, guys. I'm just gonna let you know now. It did not work for me. Um, no, you know this. You know it. It just felt like it just didn't feel like it was thought out with all like fully through. Like it, it seemed that so one guy was in the writing room and was just like, "What if we gave Bakugo, you know, one for all?" And then everyone just like perked up and was like, "Yes, let's do it. Let's go ahead with it, and we'll figure everything else later." <laughs> and then it comes later, and we're like. Oh, we're almost two hours into this movie. We probably need to wrap it up. How are we gonna wrap this up? Yeah, and someone was like, a... you know, the amnesia route, and then they're like, okay, cool, that sounds good to me, and then <laughs> just throw it in there. It's uh, to me, it was kind of crap. Um, but again, I knew something wild had to happen because of how this movie was actually formatted and all this other stuff like that. So, it, I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that this was actually going to happen itself. Um, but overall, I probably still enjoyed the movie. All the fight, uh, like you said, the top billing is the fight scenes. Like even even the Dragon Ball Super movie knew as much plot development as they had throughout the movie. It's like if you don't have if this movie is not half of them fighting until the yeah. giant ice thing, and <laughs> then like it turning, and then the entire environment turning to like a, a hellish fiery thing. Like people are not going to feel satisfied. So. It kind of did what we deserve. Once again, I think we both walked out like, huh, I probably could have, they probably could have released this as a straight to TV or something along those lines, straight to streaming service, Netflix or something along those lines. And we would have been like, huh, okay. Um, You know, I, um, you know, do you, would you see this again in theaters? 
would I see it again in theaters? Um, no, I would say no. I wouldn't see it again in theaters for the movie. I would see it again in theaters if all of my friends really wanted to go and I wanted to have a good time and see it. But if if I had a like, if you're asking me, would I willingly buy a ticket to go see it in theaters again? No, nah, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, like I'm, I legit probably won't watch this movie again until the DVD drops. Like, I'll, yeah, I'm, I won't watch it again until it's like out on something. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm not gonna, you know, really. Yeah, I, I, you know, I let the movie. I was like, you know what, it is what it is. You know, I, you know, like you said, the the fight scenes really, you know, are the saving grace of this of this movie. Um, but. If I you know willingly going, because I told you too, I was like, yo, I'm I'm probably gonna see this twice. Um, I was like, I know I'm already planning on seeing it twice, and now when I left the theater, I was like, I'm probably not gonna see this twice in theaters. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not gonna see it twice. I was like, I'm gonna you probably, go our pipe dreams. <laughs> I was like, I'm I'm definitely gonna wait until the Blu-ray drops. I'll probably get the Blu-ray or just buy it, and you know, I'll probably watch it one more time again on DVD, and then probably put it up on the shelf. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I I say this in fact, and as we wrapping up this entire thing, um, would you like to see more movies like this? Would you like to see more movies in a Demon Slayer type of vein? Um, I have an idea in terms of what they could do for the My Hero Academia series. I think that there's so much heroes, so many quirks, that the next film should definitely be an origin story, and I think it should be of All Might. And I think it should lead up to the battle that he has with all for one. The initial battle that he had that kind of like scarred them both before he meets Deku. I think that's worth something because there's a lot of All Might in his. You're able to bring back, you know, characters like Night Eye. You're able to bring back characters in his past in the past movie. You're able to bring back a whole bunch of. You're able to. You actually get to see, you know, his. No, no, his master. No, you get to Mm -hmm. see her in action. Um, yeah. no, I, I definitely think well, my hero man looking more into the past than the future is going to help them more in terms of movies. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I am, agree. I'm excited for the demon slayer movie. I am excited to see that they're actually turning a full arc, um, into a movie. So like, the, you know, the whole movie is going to be connected to the series. So it's going to be kind of a, a must see type of thing. If you want to, you know, get a full grasp of everything. Right, and it's not going on coincident. It's not going on, you know, con- alongside the actual airing of the show. So you won't have to be worried about being spoiled because the movie, I would presume, is coming before a season is even announced or yeah, or anything like that. But um, you know, I, you know, I'm I'm gonna be I'm really interested in seeing how um Demon Slayer is gonna work out and in terms of just things i think it's gonna work out perfectly and um just because we we even we even talked about this before off of this of just like where like how does demon slayer in like where does it go um you know i think my hero has really you know they've they've gone you know you can tell they've taken a lot from the you know superhero world and mm-hmm. they have expanded their universe so much that you know they can do these kind of you know, non-can movies. Um, I mm-hmm. think Demon Slayer, the world that they have built, is such a, you know, it, it's in a, not I'm gonna say so specific, but the world they have built that is going to be 
if they did a non-canon movie, it would have to be one of those things where it's like, oh, it would have to be an origin story type thing, or they would have to like, you know, they would have to introduce like a really strong side villain because you know all their chips have been on you know Muzan to be their main villain. So now I'm no in terms of movies just in the future though, uh, yeah, no more future stuff. I think just just no more future stuff. I don't I just don't like how they they try to jump in front of the storyline. Because it just, mm-hmm. you know, they now if now now if they made the paranormal liberation arc thing a movie, would you be into that? Oh yes, I mean I it would be it would be it would be the first movie without actual like the you know the actual characters everyone knows and loves. So I think it would be kind of risky, but I think if you want to definitely appeal to those fans, um, Especially the fans they're trying to appeal to, which all the manga fans, because God, honestly, with all the spoilers in this movie, they got to be appealing to somebody. Yeah. Um, if they chose to do that, that would be fire. That would be fire. I think if they, especially if they did it after the season in which um, the uh, the city battle happens, if they do it kind of mm-hmm. after that, where it's kind of like, no, they do kind of the Demon Slayer thing of we're just going to turn this whole arc into a movie. Um, that would, yeah, I, w- I would definitely be interested in that. I think that would be that would work more than kind of what they did now because of you know, even casual fans, like even casual fans, will have some type of background knowledge of like, okay, what's going on fully, and even manga fans will be, you know, you can service your manga fans because they're just like they they've read it, they know kind of what happens, and they're just kind of like, oh, I can't wait to see this on screen. So it's a little bit of them kind of once again hitting that sweet spot where people are getting serviced. I think with this one, they like I said, they they geared towards so much towards manga fans that I feel casual anime fans are gonna watch this movie and just be like, they're gonna have a lot of questions and be like, yo, what's going on? Like, what is this? You know. And then when they finally see it, probably on, you know, you know, during the series next season or whatever, they're going to be like, oh, like, you know, I, th- I just think that that payoff is just it's just it's too long. It's too long of a wait for them. But, mm-hmm. no, I, I think if they turn the Paranormal Liberation Army into a movie, I, I think it would work out really well for them um, because that, that series, I mean, that arc is long anyways. Yeah, uh, yeah. If it's, it's a lot of you know, backstory, a lot of characters that get loud, kind of do a lot with it. Yeah. Um, Funimation's My Hero Academia Hero Rising opened on Wednesday in 1,275 theaters and was the top movie on its first day with 1.7 million. Kenji Nagasaki's anime action epic is going to earn more in five-day opening than My Hero Academia 2 Heroes earned in total. The film earned $5.6 million Friday through Sunday debut for an 8.92. Okay, I need to stop talking like a fucking New Yorker. Um, (laughs) 8.92 million Wednesday through Sunday opening. So it's going to open this weekend with $8.92 million, um, which will be close to its run. I think the last My Hero Academia movie ended up tapering out around 11 million so this is pretty good i mean it opens with nearly 9 million in its first week that means it's grown in the you know in the united states and people are actually excited for it so um all i can say from here is to continue to support anime movies continue to support um 
the, that genre. Continue to support anime just in general and continue to support the lookout. Uh <laughs> yeah, definitely. We're we're your new, you know, one stop shop for all anime manga content. So um and like this no last week was no was a really fun week for the lookout too. We had Pokemon Week. Um mm-hmm. No, it was, it was, man, listen, we, all of us here, we appreciate all the love and support that we get uh, from you guys. But yes, continue to, you know, these things are, you know, anime movies and just anime in general, it's only going to get bigger. It's only going to get better. Um, You know, so like, you know, continue to support it, continue to like, you know, like, even if, you know, the movie isn't, you know, everything that you want it to be, you know, it, in the day, it's still very you know entertaining, um, you know, because mm-hmm. I remember watching anime movies and like you know I wasn't seeing them in theater, you know, I wasn't seeing them on the big screen, I wasn't seeing them with hydraulics in my chair and water mist. So, you know, continue to true. yeah, so continue to um, you know, just support you know the movies, go see them, you know, it, it's. You know, these things are, you know, it's only going to get better. It's only going to open up more doors to for, you know, your favorite series and, and the things that you like. And, you know, so, you know, the bigger this gets, the more opportunities to see more and better things, um, you know, on the big screen, uh, um, like like you said. Yeah, you can. Uh, once again, I am Mills. You can listen to me on the Lookout podcast. It airs Tuesdays. Um, and you can just follow us on the Lookout at iTunes and Spotify. I'm here with Jamal, who is the host of the Big Eyes podcast, which airs every Thursday on the Lookout on RNC Radio. Make sure you subscribe once again, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart Radio, everywhere where you can listen to podcasts. It is there. It is wild. It is important. It is everything. Um, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to us everywhere. Thank you guys for listening. Um, if you guys want more stuff like this, please let us know. Follow us at the Lookout RNC on Twitter, and you can stay tapped into everything that we've got going on. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys pretty soon all right um, stay plug ultra <laughs> and stay ready stay tuned and stay prepared and stay subscribed to the lookout see you <laughs>